You're listening to the Bingo Hall Boys, a weekly podcast where we highlight and discuss the current independent professional wrestling scene. My name is Jake, joining with my co-host Mitch. Mitch, how's it going, bud? Fantastic. Statutory holiday in Canada, so I had a nice day off. Great weather. Can't complain. Yeah? What'd you go out and do? Uh, actually, it's fine. I spent most of the day doing yard work and things like that. But I mean, I had the dogs all with me, so it was nice. I, I got oh, in a, awesome. lot of, a lot of disc golf over the weekend, so my body was pretty beat up already. It needed a chill day in the sun. Sore elbow? No, no. My hamstrings are fried. Uh, I mean, I've torn the one twice in the past, so it's never really been the same since. Happens. Yeah, and you can't really get a golf cart for disc golf, so no, not so much. <laughs> you kind of, you kind of got to walk the yeah. greens, you know. Yep. <laughs> That's kind of <laughs> the point. So I got to ask the question that everyone's been waiting for: Did you watch Scream 2022? No, I still have not watched Scream 2022. Everything yeah, this is going to be an ongoing so bit. No, I get it. I'm so mad about it. But it is. I mean, it's not like you had like a ton of wrestling to watch this week. No, no. I, there's no tournaments going on or anything, so it's a pretty light load. <laughs> Dude, I we um my brothers and I went out to go see the new A24 movie, Men, the one that Alex Garland did, the guy mm-hmm. who did like 28 Days Later, Annihilation, and Ex Machina. It's nuts, dude. It's it's a year for cool movies, dude. So we'll review them eventually. Yeah. Um, but let's get right to what we're here for. Um, Best of Super Juniors has started. We are three nights in as of now, or not three nights in, but like three nights had three block, matches. Right? Yeah. We're six shows in. Yeah. So it's uh it's been a lot, but we're here. So we were talking about it beforehand instead of just going like okay night one what did you think of this we're skipping the multi-person tags and we're going to be covering people by block um we'll, we'll cover the matches that they've had the matches that they will have and where we think they'll be going moving forward kevin kelly said that the covid restrictions are going to be lifting and so if you're watching these shows and you're like, why is the crowd not making any sound besides just like clapping that will stop at the end of the month. So that means just in time for the final night where the a block winner faces the B block winner will be the first crowd where the crowds in Japan will be going crazy since COVID started, which is going to be crazy. Big picture thoughts. What have you thought about the best of super junior so far? I am so happy. There's so much international talent in it. It's the yep. most deep super junior field that I can, can think of that, that at least that I'm aware of. And I cannot wait for the clap crowds to go away. It just, it removes so much from it. And especially with something like super juniors where there's going to be a lot of high athletic stuff and a lot of high spots. You, you need that reaction. I miss it. Yeah. And Japanese crowds are so polite and compliant. They've been patiently going along the entire time this idea would not have worked in America. Uh, you could no. not do a clap no. crowd in America. No. It would not stick. No, the only way you could do it is if you uh, just ran a show with no fans. And that gets weird really quick. I have a feeling we're going to go back and look at stuff like a decade from now and be like, I don't, I don't know how we did this. This is so bad watched a couple back and it's it's eerie at this point 
but yeah, I haven't done I, it yet. I went back and watched like the very first pandemic episode of Dynamite, and like it's just it is it's something else. Yeah, feels like a horror movie. No, for sure. So thankfully, you know, numbers are down just about everywhere. So hopefully, you know, we can kind of start putting that in the rear view. But let's start talking about it. Um, let's start with the A block and get to Ace Austin, the current X Division champion of Impact Wrestling. So, so far he's got four points. We should say this is a round robin tournament for those of you who aren't familiar with it. Every win gets you two points and you face everyone in your block. So there's 10 wrestlers in each block. So that's nine matches round robin style winner of a block goes against winner of B block final night. Um, so yeah, Ace Austin four points, which means he's got wins over Clark Connors and Kanemaru and lost against Taromu. I get it. What are your thoughts on Ace Austin so far in the tournament? I think uh, I think my favorite match for his so far was the one with Clark Connors. Not a huge surprise for me. I'm a really big fan of Clark as well. Really? Over the Hiromu match? I know, I know. It's kind of weird to say over Hiromu. And don't get me wrong, Hiromu's amazing. But, like, I got what I expected out of that. I felt like Ace and Clark, you know, Clark's just coming out of his young lion days. So this is a chance to see what he's about. And I thought it was really smart to start Ace against an American opponent, too. Like start mm-hmm. him against an English speaking opponent for the first night rather than immediately going to calling shots in different without speaking the same language. So yeah, that was <laughs> that was a great uh, a great move to open it. So I think that made that match a little little better for me. But overall, Ace is someone that I've been high on for a few years now. Um mm-hmm. impact is gonna impact, but that doesn't make Ace Austin a bad wrestler. So right. How long was he in WWE developmental for? It wasn't very long, was it? No, it it cannot be very long at all because he is only 22 or 23 now, I think. So, dang. Like maybe a couple years older, but he's young. Like he's not. Right. Yeah, the future is really bright for him. I think the, the only things against him so far in the tournament, I would say, are the. He does the spot where he slides the card like the playing card between the fingers to give like a paper cut that gets a little yeah it's a little much um i mean i get it but it's just seeing it in every single match um you know it kind of loses its luster the other thing is he does this thing where it's kind of like um a curb stomp with both feet and he comes up and it just it it looks like there's you know pardon the pun no impact on it um, it just kind of looks like, you know, he does a move and the person kind of bounces along with it and it doesn't look like it hurts at all. Uh, I would say besides those two things, I've been very impressed with him so far. And I mean, he's the only person from impact who made the trip over. So, um, you know, hopefully they do big things with him. You know, I'm not the biggest impact guy. I hate the way that they traditionally have used their talent and the way that they currently use their talent. Um, so it's awesome to see Ace Austin, uh, you know, get some shine so far. So he's going up against Yo. He's going up against Zane, Ishimori, Sho, Taguchi, and then Akira. I'm looking at this and I feel like no one can go 500 because there's nine matches. This seems like it has five and four written all over it. Yeah, I expect him to lose to Ishimori. I expect him to lose to Akira. 
and I kind of expect him to lose to Show, and then I think he picks up the wins over Yo, Zane, and Taguchi. Yeah, it'll be interesting considering he's not their guy. He's, you know, a foreign talent yeah. from another company. Um, but I feel like they would do the right thing and do four and five. Mm-hmm. But anything else you want to mention on Ace before we move on? No, let's go on to Clark Connors, who currently is sitting at Heck zero yeah. points with losses so, to Ace Austin, Yo, and Show. Big question. Does Clark Connors win a match? Or is he the young lion who is going to go 0 for 9? I think he wins one match. Ooh. All right, so looking at it, he's got Taguchi, Akira, Kanemaru, Ishimori, Hiromu, and Zane. If he doesn't beat Taguchi and Kanemaru, like either one of those, I don't think he's getting a win against anyone else. No, those are the two that he can he can pull it off against. Um, Maybe last night versus Zane. I considered that too, 0 and 8, and then pulled the big upset win to finish strong. Um, I think Taguchi's a loss just based on where it is in the the order right. for him. But yeah, those are those are the two options for me. I think Kanemaru or Zane, but I think he picks up one win. I think he's going 0 for 9, which sucks <laughs> because I think it was just last week we were talking about how bright the future is for is Clark so Connors. Damn good. And it still is. Oh, absolutely. I mean, him going 0 for 9, people who aren't familiar with New Japan are going to be like, yo, what the hell are they doing oh. with this guy? But it's like, it's fine. Yeah, the young is... lions come in. Like, ev- there's always a young lion who goes 0 for 9, yeah. and they're just, you know, getting their reps in. Because I guarantee you, next super, then the next best of super juniors, he is going to go off probably for a handful of wins. And you just continue to build and build. He's got so much career left, specifically in Japan. I'm not worried about Connors at all. So I'm comfortable predicting he goes 0 for 9. And we still stand by everything we say that this dude is basically his generation's Danielson. Absolutely. That that gives a bigger point to New Japan overall for people who don't watch it. It's that that's not a burial going 0 for 9, anything no. like that. That's how no, it no, works no. in New Japan. You you pay your dues, you get you get beat up a lot, and it takes it takes a long arc before you ascend to the top. It's yep. it's a growing process. So not not a burial by any stretch. Um, that leads us into another foreign talent, the only yeah. one currently unattached. To yep. anywhere, Sauce God Alex Zane. He is also sitting at four points. Uh, opening night win over Kanemaru, picked up a win over Sho, and then lost to Taiji Ishimori. Who is the junior champion? Yes. So Who it's just like that. that that's an beginning. okay loss yep. to come out with. His next uh, match, though, is against Akira, which I think is a make or break moment in the tournament for Zane. I wonder how many people are tuning into the tournament and they see a dude named Akira and he's like <laughs> this little white <laughs> Italian dude. People are like, what? But anyway, um, yeah, Alex Zane is someone that we're both really high on. The sauce god continues with the Taco Bell gimmick, uh, which Kevin Kelly is still picking up on. <laughs> which, by the way, God bless Kevin Kelly. He is amazing on these calls um it's it's so awesome to have him on commentary and he's basically doing it by himself now yeah which uh which is very impressive considering it's just like you know there's no dead space he doesn't really like ramble he's just as consistent as alex zane is wrestling um zane came out 
the match against Kanemaru was like fine. I think that's just what we're going to get from Kanemaru yeah, this year. I don't year. think you can blame the Sauce God for that one. <laughs> no, and his win against Show was fine. And we'll get to the problem I have with Show. Um, but that match was fine. And then the match against Ishimori was fine. Because, again, we'll get into Ishimori's problems about just, like, how hard he works consistently. But, dude, I kind of feel bad for Zayn right now because he's out there killing it. He just carried the junior champ to, like, (laughs) a three and a quarter star match. So, from here out, he's got Akira, Ace Austin, Taguchi, Hiromu, Yo, and ends with Clark Connors. Um. I look at that and I'm like, maybe the big match is against Ace Austin. I would, I would comfortably say that Zayn versus Hiromu is probably the best one left, right? Yeah. Unless him and Austin just burn the place down. Yeah, I think Hiromu's the the likely bet. Um, he and Austin could tear it up. Um, also, he and Connors could tear it up. That's Connors last night in the tournament. There could be could be something good hiding there. That's an awesome point. I, I've kind of just been burying that because the final night is always kind of just people half-assing it. Mm-hmm. But I, I, now that you say that, I wouldn't be shocked if both of these guys go out there and just put their best foot forward to have momentum mm-hmm. post-Super Junior. Because, dude, I will be shocked if Alex Zane goes the rest of the year without a major contract. I mean, he's already had his time in the sun you know, in Connecticut, but you know, AEW is running multiple promotions. Uh, Impact, I would think has to take a look at him. Like it, I am shocked that no one has signed this dude. He's reaching like criminally underrated territory. I'm hearing whispers and rumors that he may stay in Japan for a little bit after as well. I don't hate that. And we'll see, see if that leads to a more permanent position there. Um, I'd be totally fine with that. I just, I need to see him somewhere at this point. The only place I wouldn't want to see him, he's already been fired from. So I'll be pretty much happy with anything. Right. Yeah. I would be totally fine if he's in, you know, just like a Gaijin, Mm -hmm. you know, white dude tag team over in Japan. Mm -hmm. That would be totally fine. Or he's just a junior. Yeah. That works too. All right. Anything else you want to mention about Zane before we move on? No, let's get on to Mr. Kanemaru. Oof. Zero points, lost to Zane Austin and Yo. Um, running down the rest of it, he's got Hiromu, Taiji, Clark Connors, Akira Show, and Taguchi to wrap it up. I think Taguchi might be the only win on that. Uh, I think he's beaten Connors. Uh, and it wouldn't shock me if he beats Akira. See, the problem with Kandamaru is like, this dude used to be like a legit threat mm-hmm. in the junior division, like him. And we'll talk about Desperado in a bit, but them as a tag team always felt dangerous. And I feel like Kanemaru is kind of just a, a dude now. Like he's not even in the new Japan dad territory where he's one of the <laughs> old guys working prelim matches. Um, there's so many people, you know, who have like, there's been a giant roster in flux and I feel like Kanemaru has kind of fallen by the wayside. Um, most of his matches are pretty slow and plotting, um, working over a body part and eating the L. It's, uh, it's a bummer. 
But I mean, like, by no means do I want to see Kanemaru as the junior champion, mm-hmm. but got to have something for him, you know? It just kind of feels like he's uh, just there. That, that pretty much his role is his role at this point, and I don't see it changing any anytime soon. No, not with Desperado becoming like the dude in the junior division. Oh well, here's to him uh, getting at least two wins. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? All right, then so, we arrive at our super rookie. We'll call him first. Uh, first three matches in New Japan. Yep. At the best of super, so, I guess first six, including the tag. So were you familiar with Francesco Akira before? Very juniors? little, very little. Okay. So he worked in Noah mm-hmm. and was fine. Um, I'm, I'm very tertiary on Noah. I would basically just only see the matches that were like highly recommended and he's pretty good. Um, and then he left and then Osprey was basically like, yo, I need this dude in my stable vouched for him and uh here he is mm-hmm. he is here in a junior tag team with tjp and uh i th- i think this dude could be something special in japan it's it's hard to see him now because he's so young he's still good but he's not finished by any means so i'm, I'm curious to see you know moving forward what that looks like you know Matches left. He's got Zane, Connors, Yo, Kanemaru, Ishimori, and Ace Austin. I have a feeling the majority of those are going to be awesome. Um, I so having not known a ton about him, have you been impressed with his output so far? Absolutely. I I really enjoyed really enjoyed the match with Show. Um, Hiromu obviously is Hiromu, so that was always going to be right. amazing and. I mean, Taguchi can still go when he wants to go. He picks and chooses his spots for sure. But uh, yeah, I've been pretty, pretty impressed with Akira so far. I think I said it kind of during Zane's segment. I think Akira Zane is going to be kind of the defining match for both of them to see where they're, they're yeah. at in the New Japan ranks right now. Whoever, that's fair. whoever picks up that win is going to be much higher up on the, the card and the, the standings in the block compared to the other. So I'm really looking forward to seeing how, how that one shakes out. I was really shocked that he lost to Taguchi. Me too. Me too. I had a feeling that both like Akira would beat Taguchi and then TJP would beat Wado. And that is like a built-in mm-hmm. challenge for the junior championships. Um, so yeah, I was kind of shocked that that didn't happen. Um, right now he's only at two points. He's one and two. Is this a four and five guy? Three and six? I, I don't know. It's it's interesting. Two and seven, too. like like I mean, they're they're trying to make show a thing. It's not insignificant that he beat show on night one. Like well, yeah, I mean, we'll we'll get to that, but I think I think that there there was a reason. I mean, that's a meaningful win. You're not mm-hmm. wrong. Like he's someone who's the never three or was it never six man tag champ. Um. Yeah. I, well, again, we'll get into show. I don't want to just start, you know, burying the lead. We're still talking about Akira. That was a major win to start off with. And New Japan always likes to start off these tournaments with major upsets mm-hmm. and with showing you who's important and who's not necessarily important. 
So giving Akira that win, that is a big deal. You're right about that. Speaking of show, <laughs> uh, two points, lost to Akira, lost to the Sauce God, and picked up his token win over Clark Connors. <laughs> he is about to peel off a bunch of wins. I think, I think he's going to go on a run, and honestly, I wouldn't be shocked if he wins the rest of these matches and then loses to Yo. Yeah, I think the final night. I think it would make sense that his match against Yo is kind of a win and in scenario to win the block, and then he loses <laughs> it to Yo to to not advance. So the pro. So okay, Show and Yo used to be a tag team. Uh, they were a tag team for like what five, six years? A long time, yeah. Yeah, like Rocky Romero was their leader, so they did uh, Rapongi 3K. Um, I'm not gonna lie, that song is. Still stuck in my head. Rocky makes a, a bunch of bangers. Um, they broke up and show joined Bullet Club slash Flash. House of Torture. And if you like a bunch of interference spots, a lot of outside brawling, a lot of dragging someone to the other side of the arena and then try to get back for you know the count out win, you are going to love show. Um, if you are like me and start scrubbing forward whenever they're outside the ring because you've been traumatized by bullet club shenanigans like that, especially like bad luck Fale, kind of set the template for that. Um, yeah, I scrubbed through it and it's a bummer because show I think is probably one of the top two or three most talented people in this division. And he just gets saddled with like the cheating gimmicks. And it's just like, and that's part of the character is you're supposed to be frustrated because you're like, this guy doesn't need to do this. But he was like, he was going to be the next guy in the junior division. And now he's just kind of doing whatever with house of torture and doing that bullshit with evil and all those guys. Like it's, it's a bummer, dude. It's I'm literally watching his potential being wasted in front of my eyes. And it's, sucks dude and like when when show originally started to kind of break out and make his case for a singles guy like it was it was before he and yo had broken up i believe yo was out with an injury for a while and and show made some big runs in in some matches and some tournaments and put a lot of people on notice that he had had an extra gear he was bulking up a bit too he'd put some meat on his bones was starting to look like he could maybe even eventually graduate up to the heavyweight ranks and then they just kind of pushed him off a cliff and threw him in this. I mean, it's a house of torture, all right. It's just who are they torturing? And the answer is us. It's disappointing would be mm-hmm. a polite word for how, <laughs> how it is. I just, I thought he was going to be the new Kushida. Yeah. And he's not. And it's a bummer because this dude with his giant cauliflower ears are like one of the coolest people on the roster yeah. and now he's goth and it sucks we looked for new Kushida, and they sent us the nxt version of Kushida. so jokes on us i guess right we got bullet club <laughs> Kushida. it's like ah oh, i didn't need that um okay so next up is uh okay let's break down ryusuke taguchi he is a comedy wrestler yep um he was a junior wrestler which is basically like cruiserweight and the front office came to him forever ago. Like we want to make you a heavyweight so you can compete, you know, 
and be one of the big guys in the promotion. And he said, hmm, nah, so I can be the 69th junior champion. And they're like, what? He's like, yeah, it'll be hilarious. And so he did it. And now he's done the shtick so long. He is him and Hiromu, or sorry, that would be weird. Him <laughs> and Wado are the 69th junior tag team champions. So that's where we are in this tournament. He is literally showing his ass and rubbing his butt on people. And it's really weird because I almost saw a full gaping anus during a new Japan match in a roll up. And uh, that, that was like, I'm, I'm like, I'm done. I'm done with Taguchi for this whole tournament. Like that's, that's so extreme. It's so extreme to be doing. So yeah, I'm going to let you take the rest of this because I am, I'm so out on Taguchi. Like he used to be awesome. He was tag team champions with Prince Devitt. And uh, look at him now. That is going way back in the machine, going back to those days. But uh, miss the Apollo boys. Yeah, that's. I think that the only overarching point I can add to that is that those those things for Taguchi they they sound extreme for character things, and they are. But that's that's also a very Japan esque thing to have right. those over the top things like as annoying as the bullet club interference is that that is part of it. Japan's very over the top and like kind of here it is. It's exactly what you'd expect with there. There's no shades of gray. It's black and white. You're a good guy. <laughs> you're a bad guy. You're a funny guy. You're a serious guy. And you hit the points and you hit them to the point where we're getting beaten over the head with them. So as frustrating as Taguchi's gimmick can, uh, can be it's it's also very representative of how gimmicks have to work in japan as a whole i mean it's fine if he like switch things up but he's just getting more and more extreme with it and it makes me wonder like how much farther things can go uh so he lost to hiromu he lost to ishimori but picked up two points beating akira you know, looking at the rest of this, he's he's going to beat Connors tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, he's probably going to lose to Show and Zane and Yo and Austin and maybe Kanemaru. No, he's going to get the win against Kanemaru. Um, I would like to move on. Yeah. I I have nothing left to say about the Gooch. No, let's move on to someone with a little more talent in Hiromu Takahashi, sitting on a perfect. Uh... Perfect six points. You typed four. Oh, yeah. Here. My bad. And then I looked, I was like, no, he hasn't lost yet. Uh, perfect so six he's got, points. So tied for the lead. He's got wins against Taguchi, Akira, and Ace Austin. My question to you is Does Hiromu lose a match for the rest of the tournament? I think he could lose to Ishimori on the last night. Um, I think that the story that can get set up there is. He is on, like, if you put Sho and Yo on after Takahashi, he's in a win-and-in situation where if he beats Ishimori, he's a guaranteed lock. He loses, so now it's up to Sho to win and in against Yo, where Sho loses there. So Takahashi can go forward to the finals, then he can win there, then he can go beat Ishimori on the second match to, to take the title. I, um, yeah, I wouldn't be shocked if he goes undefeated. This is someone who, you know, Japan is very, 
particular with their booking. And this is someone who's been a junior forever, but is now picking up wins against heavyweights, mm-hmm. which is a huge deal. So the fact that he's in the super junior, I wouldn't be shocked if he runs the table and wins on the final night. Um, I don't know if that does anything for anyone because I think Hiromu does need to move up to the heavyweight division. I want him to lose a couple matches so he's not even in the final night, but I think I, I think he's going to be the the A block representative. So he's gonna he's got to lose at least once. But yeah, looking at it, it's like Kanemaru is not going to beat him. I don't think Yo and Sho are going to beat him. Maybe Sho because of interference and stuff like that. And then Zane Connors and Again, Ishimori, that's the one to keep mm-hmm. your eye on, like you said. Um, I don't know. Hiromu is like, there was a time where he was considered to be one of the greatest wrestlers in the world. I don't see that now. I, I think all of the injuries have taken their toll, and I think that the window has closed on him. I mean, is he someone who can be main eventing Wrestle Kingdoms? I think the other thing that concerns me is how do we ever get new blood into this junior division if we keep running the same three guys over and over? Right. Especially if he's blurring the, the mm. weight divisions. Yeah. But I mean, if this is his last one, him winning wouldn't be the worst thing. No, no wins here. Does a 50-50 showing in the G1 and then decides to, to make the full-on switch. Maybe that's the way to go. Or he wins and the storyline going in is he he's trying to be the first person to win best mm-hmm. of super junior and the G one in the same year. There's, there's multiple ways that they could go. I just, um, there was a time where he was super interesting mm-hmm. and I'm just not interested in what her is doing. Um, especially so far when he's having three star matches, um, it's kind of a bummer, um, not to be a downer, but it, it kind of just is what it is at this point. All right, let's talk about the most charismatic man in all of wrestling. <laughs> Yo, he's got four points so far. He's beaten Connors and Kanemaru and lost to the junior champion Ishimori. He is my least interesting wrestler in this entire tournament. I can't stand Yo. He is super uncharismatic. All of his matches, the floor and ceiling are like three stars. I I had the strongest feeling that whenever him and Show were splitting, Yo was going to be the villain. Like it it that's how you make him interesting. But he's out there in all white. It's really boring. I don't know if you have a different view than me, but I can't stand watching Yo. I would rather watch him over Kanemaru. Other than that, I agree. Needless to say, I did not enjoy Yo versus Kanemaru. <laughs> I mean, at least Kanemaru has booze, you know. He's got that going for him. Yeah, I, I don't have it. anything play. It's just, it's, it's just a dial tone. It's not interesting. Yeah. When when people insult a lot of very talented wrestlers uh, and claim they have no character, no gimmick, no charisma, anything like that, and they're usually way off base, the person they meant to talk about was Yo. Right. They just haven't seen him. Right. Yeah, I don't know what they can do to make this dude interesting. Um, New Japan booking can be some of the best in the world, or it can just be like really frustrating 
and uh this is the other side of the coin that's mm-hmm. not as fun um again on the final night he's facing show that's going to be probably one of the most important matches of that night um until then he's got ace austin hiromu akira taguchi and zane i think he's going to be racking up wins left and right um i i just uh if we if we didn't do a podcast i would be skipping his matches instantly instantly yeah there's just nothing there um and i mean i get it looks like he tries unlike the next person we're going to talk about yeah no absolutely it's not not a question of effort with yo i don't think it's just i think that's the frustrating part yeah right? uh on to that person taiji shimori <laughs> also yeah. tied for the lead current junior heavyweight champion defeating yo taguchi and zane so in all honesty yet to have a real test by his standards based on the booking at this point um yeah. hasn't had his real fights yet they're i mean the one with it's on the final it's the final night the hiroma one is the big one and i mean we know he's gonna beat ace austin but how he beats him is going to be important for the impact relationship i am dreading watching that show match tomorrow that is going to be absolutely brutal do they spend more than three minutes in the ring (laughs) right (laughs) how maybe at least we can just finally officially kick house of torture at a bullet club and just come right we'll see that dynamic like just finally get that moving not that i want two factions like that but i'm just stuck with it anyway so can we at least make it move on i mean it's frustrating though because it's like you know he's someone who's super talented oh yeah i've seen ishimori have five-star matches when he is on he's one of my favorites to watch out of the junior division dude he is sleepwalking through this thing so far which is it it's gotta if i'm the booker and i put my title on this dude and he's doing this i would i would be pretty frustrated and i mean i get it it's a long tournament Mm -hmm. by no means should you go out there and leave it on the mat every single night because you will get hurt but ultimately it's like at least like Mm-hmm. be fun <laughs> like come on <laughs> and yeah that the a block has been a real struggle to watch so from here on out every single night is going to be just tournament matches no multi-man tags it's just tournament matches which is going to be rad mm-hmm. that means you've got 10 singles matches most of them have repercussions most of them are setting up future storylines or maybe even paying some off this is where the tournament's going to get really interesting and I don't have to uh, worry about enduring the A block. Um, <laughs> it's just one giant block from here out. So anything else on Ishimori before we move to the next block? No, let's get it into the B block. Our dude, Gleet Champ. Mm-hmm. L. Lindemann. Not just Gleet Champ. Which Gleet Champion is he? I couldn't tell you. He is the T-Rex champion. <laughs> what is a T-Rex champion? Don't know. Don't it's care. I love it. I, um, for those of you <laughs> who aren't familiar with L. Lindemann, you will love this dude. No knee pads, no elbow pads, just boots, tight black trunks, bleached hair, cauliflower ears, and goes out there and just throws European uppercuts and German suplexes. He's the man. I'm a big fan of L. Lindemann. 
he started the tournament off really rough, losing to Dookie. Um, I was horrified. I was horrified. <laughs> Me too. But he beat Teton and he beat TJP to finish out his tournament. His next three opponents are Desperado, Phantasmo, and Utes. Let's go. Then after that, it's Eagles. After that, don't worry about the final two matches. Those don't matter. We're not going to pay attention to those. Dude, how rad are those next four matches going to be? I I really hope he beats Yuta and that we can get a pure title match between those two as a result of him beating Yuta. Mm. Speak it into the universe, like, brother. I, I want that. He Again, so awesome. if people aren't familiar with him, you guys have to. He mm. is he's so freaking good. And I don't know if you saw it, but uh, T-Hawk has also been talking some spit on uh, Twitter. So we might be getting T-Hawk in the G1. Oh, give me T-Hawk back. I miss him. Right? Right? Dude, I have so much T-Hawk stock. Like, I bet on him instead of L. Lindemann early on. And uh, that doesn't look so great now. <laughs> L. Lindemann is, like, awesome. And T-Hawk is, like, nowhere to be seen. Let's move on to... <laughs> <sighs> one of the grimiest wrestlers in the game is literally named Dookie. Uh, Mitch, take it away. <laughs> we had to pretty much convince some of the people in our corner of the world that yes, Dookie is a real wrestler. <laughs> he was a name. real person. He's a real person. We're not <laughs> making this up. Um, and Dookie opened up with a win over Lindemann and a huge surprise. Uh, then lost to both Wheeler Yuta and Robbie Eagles. Um, it's going to be a, a rough road for Dookie. Uh, it's really tough to keep a straight face talking about him. I There's nothing wrong with him as a wrestler. He took a while to grow on me, but he's totally fine. I, I don't mind watching He's better than he was. Whenever he first came in, it was yeah. rough. Yeah. It was rough. It, who was who worse at the start, Dookie or Master Wada? Uh, like, that's a tough question. Uh, probably Dookie. For like different reasons. I legit thought that he like couldn't wrestle. <laughs> um, like the first couple of times yeah. I saw him, I was like, oh my God. Um, but anyway, yeah, his uh his road doesn't look so bright. Uh he's got Phantasmo, Bushi, TJP, Desperado, Teton, and Watto. Yo, how about ending the tournament with Duke, <laughs> Duke and, and Watto? Fuck you, Gato. <laughs> That is some bullshit. He's doing that to screw with us. Yeah, he I knows know. what he's doing. I know. <laughs> I'm like, that is that is definitely on purpose. Anything else on this dude before we move on? I don't want to bully him too much. No, I don't want to make this grown man cry. <laughs> well, let's get it. Let's get to see. someone else who I hate. <laughs> Why not? Absolutely. And yeah, Bushi, four points, lost to Phantasmo, of course. Beat Robbie Eagles hurts me to my soul and beat Master Watto, which I could really care less about. Dude, that match was rough. Bushi is part of Los Ingobernables and um, he's their junior guy right now. Um, he is the only one who's firmly a junior. And basically, if you're thinking about look, it is uh, evil Rey Mysterio in a t shirt. Um, he's not super explosive he's fine he does the black mist stuff that's whatever 
Thankfully, he hasn't broken that out. Mm. And he's actually been taking off the shirt and wrestling. Normally, whenever you see people wrestle in shirts in Japan, that's like, that is a telltale sign to like, know that nothing cool is going to happen. Is going to, they're probably not even going to take a bump. It's going to be very chill, very tranquilo, if you will. (laughs) But yeah. I'm not excited about any of the Bushi matches coming up. Maybe Desperado because I think they could have fun. Teton, maybe. I'm just, I'm not a big Bushi guy. And to be honest, I'm not like an LIJ guy. I I would be totally out on the faction as a whole. Shingo is just that damn good. But anyway, Bushi, thoughts? The Bushi road road is tough for this one. Waiting a while to get, I've been waiting a while to get that one in there. I don't really have anything else to talk about. That sentence wasn't going anywhere. I just had to get that line right. in. Uh, so let's move on to someone I'm huge on, which is El Fantasmo. Hell yeah. El Fantasmo is, is the best. That dude. And he has had a so, cushy start to the tournament. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Bush Beating Bushi, Watto, and Teton um, for a perfect six points. And he is moving on to Dookie next. So he'll be at a solid eight points. If you were going to describe El Fantasmo for people, how would you describe him? Fantasmo is the charisma of Shinsuke Nakamura in a young Will Ospreay's body. Dang. I see him as evil Angelico. Like Angelico's like prick little brother. <laughs> um, they would make a fun team. Right. Oh my god. Um, fun team. So for those of you who aren't familiar, Al Fantasmo might be one of my favorite juniors in the entire world. Um, he is he's very skilled, but he's so good at being an a-hole. Like he gets in the crowd and starts going after the polite Japanese crowd. <laughs> he's gotten quote unquote canceled on Twitter more times than I can count. He is not afraid to be an arrogant foreigner and it works like sometimes whenever people try to do that it's really cringy and it's really weird phantasmo just knocks it out of the park and like i said he's super talented too so he can get away with it um so thoughts on phantasmo's rest of the tournament because i think it's going to be a cakewalk yeah i there are matches i'm really looking forward to watching I'm super excited to watch him and Lindemann. Him and Eagles is always fun. Um, him and Yuta should be a lot of fun. But yeah, I think it is a pretty smooth sailing for, for L going, going forward here. So I already asked you this about someone else, but is it possible that Phantasmo doesn't lose until the final night? I think it's possible Phantasmo doesn't lose. Right? Oh, like at all? He he might even... I could see him running the gauntlet. I, I mean, Desperado would be the other one. Like, it definitely goes down on that final night, but... Right, like, I wouldn't be shocked if going into the final night, both him and El Desperado yeah. either have one loss or no loss, and yeah. it's like the winner-take-all. It's obvious that we're both really high in Phantasmo, but like the office is too. And this is someone who should have had an awesome junior run. I don't think he's going to be the one that wins and take it off of Ishimori because that's his tag team partner. And that would just be 
mm-hmm. weird and that's not how they book at all so he's either going to lose on the final night or lose to the a block champion yeah. um but it's going to be a fun road getting there though i'm even excited for the dookie match because i think that that's going to be grimy and fun and <laughs> all right i'm going to give you uh the floor for your sweetheart Robbie Eagles. With Robbie points. Eagles. There we go. So picked up the win on night one against Wheeler Yuta. Lost to Bushi in round two and defeated Dookie in round three. Robbie Eagles, current member of Chaos, former Bullet Club member, left mm-hmm. Bullet Club to join up with Will Ospreay and Chaos. They got way, <laughs> way too short of a run as Birds of Prey because that yep. is just the sickest tag team name ever. Like, Especially whenever you look at the guys and it's oh, Robbie freaking it Eagles, Eagles and Will Ospreay. Like that was that was the tag team to run with for the juniors, but it was time for Ospreay to to elevate in his career. Um, <laughs> unkind of intended with this <laughs> song. Yeah, I figured. I don't miss that song out. at all. I elevate. liked it. I dug that what? song. What? Yes. I hate that song, <laughs> dude. I would hear the frit that. And I'm like, well, cool. I've got that stuck in my head for two weeks now. <laughs> Gosh, I don't miss that song. Even thinking about it now, it's going to be stuck in my head tomorrow. I'm going to run my head through a wall. <laughs> uh, you would like Elevate. <laughs> I did like Elevate. I still do. I miss it. Um, I don't know. I'm from so the yeah. country that what brought you... you Nickelback. What the hell do you expect <laughs> out of us? <laughs> Yeah, I'm not going down that road because you would win. Um, so what do you think the rest of the tournament looks like for Robbie Eagles? There's a lot of really fun matches. There um, are he has of- he has Bushi and Doki out of the way. And he's about to get Master Wado out of the way. So that's yeah. going to leave him with, you know. Full- but like the rest of his tournament looks awesome. Yeah, TJP, Fantasmo, Lindemann, Desperado, and Teton to finish up. It's going to be going to be an awesome last run. He's getting all started off hot with Wheeler Yuta. Love that match. And then he's getting all the booby prizes out of the way. And then he can just cruise and have some fun. I don't think it's going to happen. But how rad would it be if Robbie Eagles wins the whole thing? Oh, that'd be sick. And then at, Domin- at Dominion, he's the junior champ. I'm just saying, there's, there's few people I want as junior champ mm-hmm. more than Robbie Eagles. He's so interesting to me. Just like it was time for Osprey to move on, I think it's time for Eagles to be like the dude of the division. Yeah. Um, now knowing the booking, it's probably going to take a couple of years before we get there, which is whatever. <laughs> but yeah, dude, we're we're both super high on him. You more so than me, even, and I didn't even know that person existed. So <laughs> keep waving that flag, bud. Speaking of oh, people we're high on. Someone else we're super high on. Oh, my God. The, Yo, B-Block is sick, dude. B-Block is so good. The Blackpool Combat Club excursion member, Wheeler Yuta. Utes! Losing to Robbie Eagles in a fitting... Which was fine. Someone had to lose. Someone had to lose that match. Uh, beat Dookie, lost to Desperado. He's got Bushi and Teton coming up. Then Lindemann. Watto, and then finishes up with Phantasmo and TJP. So pretty sick way to end the block for Utes. I cannot wait for Yuta, Lindemann, Yuta, Phantasmo. That is going to be sick. I think he's had a pretty fine tournament so far. I think by the end of it, he's going to have the momentum going and people who weren't familiar with Yuta are going to be really surprised by him. 
And honestly, if anyone listens to our wrestling opinions, they're probably sick of how much we're talking about mm-hmm. Yuta. But dude, he's he's so talented. And I'm I'm so glad he made the trip over and did Super Junior. Yeah. It's it's been a blast. And he's had like the match against Eagles was good. The match against Dookie was whatever. The Desperado match was really good. I like that one a lot. Um, that was the main event for uh, today's show, wasn't it? I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it, all this runs together. Uh, I've shotgunned like six shows within the last few I know. days. I, yeah. It gets weird. But yeah, I think you just starting to build steam and giving him the main event spot against Despy, that's, that's a big deal. That's a big deal. So speaking of big deals, Master Wado, the dude's got blue hair, blue gear. Uh, he's half of the junior tag team champs. And the com- the gimmick he has is that he's a karate guy. Kia. Um, Master Wado sucks, dude. <laughs> such a big deal out of him coming too after his excursion all these terrible vignettes about way to the grandmaster oh my god huge fucking debut like everybody's on pins and needles who's the way to the grandmaster and oh how comes wado looking like a fucking Yu-Gi-Oh character is <laughs> is the character that master wado's playing is that racist I don't know. I like it's a Japanese dude in a Japanese promotion, but I'm like, yo, this is like people are laughing at him. I thought he was not like with with him, but like laughing at him. Like he is cringe, dude. Oh god. Like, what is he gonna have to do to be like taken seriously? Is he gonna have to go the deathmatch route? I I think the ship has sailed. Like I don't know. I want him to go goth. (laughs) <laughs> he he also turns on gooch and joins bullet club he's doing all the really crappy tags with bullet club that's where we're going and you know it's true please no you think master Wado's bad wait until goth Wado. anyway this dork is over so far he's lost to tjp phantasmo and bushi um, and he's half of the tag team champs yeah. for the junior division, and he's a joke more so than the dude there. rubbing his beehole in people's faces. <laughs> he's got Eagles, Desperado, Teton, Yuta, Lindemann, which I put down twice because apparently I'm really looking forward to it, and uh, Dookie again, ending the tournament on Dookie and Master Watto is such a middle finger from the front office. All right, so before we recorded, you said Jake. You're way too harsh on him. Master Wado is one of the greatest wrestlers alive. I want you to defend your point. At least his hair is a darker blue now. He's starting <laughs> to golf <call> transition. <laughs> That's all I got, man. Hey, I mean, at least his name isn't Dookie. He's got that for him. <laughs> oh, it's Master Wado. I don't know. Oh, is that better than Dookie? Every time I hear Watto, I think of that like really anti-Semitic character from Star Wars, who was also blue. Yo, Gato, what are you doing? <laughs> what are we doing? 
I picture someone in Mario Kart like, <laughs> dropping fucking banana peels behind him. Yeah, but the kind of wrestler that Watto is, he would drop the banana peel in front of himself. Absolutely. <laughs> like, you don't have the option to throw no. it. It's like you either you hit yourself uh, with whatever it is. This is the guy that falls for all of Toro Yano's stuff. Like, Toro <laughs> pulls off the belt, but the turnbuckle, and Watto's just going to run into it. Oh, dude, let's talk about someone good. <laughs> I, right. I, this, there's only so much crapping on Watto I can do. So on to TJP. Win over Watto, losing to Desperado and Lindemann. Are you shocked that he's one and two so far? Only that, I mean, yes Because it no. looks, like, you look at his schedule and those are the easy matches. Like the rest of his tournament, he's probably got the best field moving forward. He's got Teton, Eagles. Oh, never mind, Dookie. Yeah, he's still got Dookie. There's the, there's the poop emoji right in the middle of all this. Phantasmo, uh, Bushi, and Yuta. I don't have a feel on how New Japan's going to be booking yeah. TJP as a singles guy. Again, I think the move for them moving forward is TJP and Akira as a wow. serious tag team. Um, five and four? Yeah, I think that sounds about right. Uh but that means he's got to win like four more matches out of the six. He's going to have to go on a freaking tear. Dude. Yeah. We might be looking at a, Could a be four, four or five. five. Yeah. It's kind of hard to talk about this, but it's like, you know, a predetermined thing. <laughs> like we can't talk about it like real sports where it's like breaking down the, the schedule, but it, it's going to be interesting. Mm. Um, how big of a fan of TJP are you from like, because he's been around for like what, like twenty years now? Long time. He's he's been everywhere. Like sneaky long. He's a lot older than uh, he looks. Yeah, that's for I sure. Believe he is relatively newly a dad, like within the last year or so. Oh, cool. Good for uh, him. Him and uh, this this may be a name that's foreign to a lot of people because she doesn't really. She did like a valet type role in mlw with uh with mjf and the dynasty stable uh aria blake um so i assume they oh met, sure sure yeah i assume they met in mlw but uh yeah they have uh, have a kid together that, good for him yeah shows the tjp yeah he's been, been around a while i i mean he's a gold standard in the ring there, there's a reason he's been around that long he yeah tried the connecticut thing and i remember when he first got released from there one of his first independent shows back he went out to prove a point did did his thing tore the house down and yep. someone immediately fired back on twitter like why didn't you do that in wwe you would have still been there he's like you think i didn't try i wasn't allowed to. oh no he was tanking he goes, he goes i was told heels don't wrestle like that so he wrestled like a heel and managed to get himself fired so he tanked <laughs> at the end of that it was funny to watch like from afar where there was like a twitter account that was doing like the running diary of what tjp looks like and he <laughs> keeps gaining weight and like performing worse and worse in ring he started even getting like really gross tattoos and like he grew a goatee <laughs> and he's just like getting chubby <laughs> it was like he's trying to get fired um and yeah he's he seems like he's Honestly, this is probably the best TJP I've seen in his entire career. And that's saying something. The dude's been super talented for the majority of the time I've yeah. been watching wrestling. 
if he is like the most mediocre person on your roster, you have a sick roster. TJP's awesome. And I'm really excited to see him and Akira as a tag team. Yes. Because again, I think that's going to be rad. Even add in someone else from Empire like Osprey or one of the heavies Mm -hmm. dude in trios matches. Like I'm so excited for what new Japan does with empire. Like that, that stable Mm -hmm. is sick. I feel the way about that. Like people feel about like LIJ where they're like, LIJ is the coolest. I'm like, yo, United empire. Yeah. Like this, this feels, this feels cooler than like the height of Mm -hmm. bullet club back in the day which is going to be weird for some people to be like, what bullet clubs like the thing empire feels like a huge deal. Mm. Um, and just there's not, who's the worst person in empire. Cobb con. Really? You're going great. Ocon. Yep. Are you not a great Ocon guy? Oh, I'm fine on him. I just, if you're asking oh. me who the worst one is, I, I don't really see a big weak link in that state. But so. again, Whenever we yeah. look at it, and it's like I'll say Jeff Cobb, and yeah. you say Great O'Connor, and I'm like, eh, it's it, it doesn't matter because the entire yeah. the division not, is stacked. Not knocking not O'Connor at all. No, I, I like group. him. I've enjoyed watching him. I, someone has to technically be the worst. Right, player someone has to be. <laughs> this is not Duke or Master Watto. Like they're still really good at wrestling. So last year, I saw a movie at a film festival that totally blew me away. Super genre, super French. It was about this girl who gets in an accident when she's a kid, becomes very violent and very like sexually attracted to cars. And that plays out okay. as she becomes an adult and she uh, kills people and uh, is sexually attracted to cars. That movie is called Teton and it is rad. I highly recommend it. It is the. You did a is, great job of selling it. Listen, it's it sounds crazy, and it's one of those movies I can't recommend to like anyone. But you watch it and you're like, oh my gosh, this movie's gorgeous. That's also how I feel when I watch the wrestler Teton. <laughs> I see his work and I'm like, dude, I, this is like he might be one of my favorite luchadors right now. Um, CMLL, uh, I'll just say it sucks. I don't like CMLL. It's really bad, especially nowadays. So the fact that Teton came over and he's better than ever right now. He's over. He's got losses mm-hmm. against Desperado, Lindemann and Phantasmo. Those are all like totally credible losses. Yeah. <sighs> um, he's looked great so far, super smooth in the ring. Um, some of like the catwalk stuff that he's doing on the ropes is immaculate. Like I, I watch him do it. And I'm like, he is going to fall like any second. And um uh, just very cat-like and he's flying all over the place coming up he's got tjp yuda and wato followed by bushi dookie and eagles i think i've said everything i can say about Teton at this point i think he's rad um take us home yeah i think the the good finish for Teton's going to be against eagles that's going to be such a fun way to end his his tournament but there's nothing... i hope he stays yeah i CMML is a dumpster fire, so screw it. Keep him in Japan for a while. Yeah. Last member of B Block, currently on a perfect six points. No surprise. L Desperado picking up wins over Teton, TJP, and Wheeler Yuta. It's Despy. It yeah. Despy is the wrestler that I want Pentagon Jr. to be. 
He's just badass. He's got this like Western feel to him. The mask is awesome. He he can do hardcore wrestling. He mm-hmm. can do technical. He can do some high flying. Dude, he's he's become the go-to in the division. And I didn't always see that for him. I thought that he was just going to be a, you know, a low to mid-level junior and that's that. Um, but dude, he's whenever you go out at Wrestle Kingdom and you beat Hiromu <laughs> as the champion, like that's that's the front office really behind you. And uh, they're really behind Desperado. And again, you said it. It's coming down to that final night against, uh, you know, it's El Desperado versus El Fantasmo. And I think that's going to be for all the marbles. But we're going to have fun until we get there. He's going up against Lindemann. Wado Bushi Doki, whatever. But ends with Eagles and Fantasmo. And those matches are going to be awesome. Um, yeah. Any big picture thoughts on Desperado before we leave? No, I think it's it's all been said at this point. It's we'll see what happens between him and Phantasmo. Um I'd be surprised if he loses before that. If he does, it's a big deal. And keep your eye on the person that beats him. I, I think we're headed for two nine and oh or two eight and oh people going into the final night. That's certainly what it feels like. Um, which can feel a little anticlimactic, mm-hmm. but it feels like there is some added pressure to both El Desperado and El Fantasmo Mm. to go flawless because if they don't, someone will. Yeah. So that tension can play out in the matches and that could be fun. Like I said, from here out, it's just tournament matches and the next three nights are going to be rad because we're back in Tokyo and all three shows are going to be awesome. I'm looking forward to our next episode where we can run that down some more. So the last thing that we're going to get into because New Japan took up the majority of our mm-hmm. week. Um, the show is like 10 days old at this point. Yeah. But it's a promotion that we're both big fans of, and we wanted to give it some shine. West Coast Pro ran ill-mannered. What did you think of the show? Middle of the road show. It it was it was just fine. I West Coast has been operating a high standard. There were definitely some things I liked on the show. There were some things I really did not like on the show. Um, we are back in my favorite venue of all of wrestling, Mexican Bethlehem. Um, yeah. I This arena, this room, this burrito venue. joint is, <laughs> it's starting to enter Reseda Legion vibes for me of like iconic home. Um, the other thing I have to put over is just how damn good the West Coast Pro commentary team has been. Yeah. They are absolutely fantastic. I think you could stick those two on any any television program mm-hmm. in any promotion anywhere and they would they would fit in and find a way to to succeed they're both fantastic so again maybe not the strongest west coast pro show but it certainly didn't leave me going like oh my god i'm never dealing with this promotion again it was just like yeah not the best one it felt like they blew their budget on osprey they may have i'm sure he doesn't come cheap these days it kind of feels like whenever you're doing like a general manager mode or like mm-hmm. a fantasy mode and it's just like, oh yeah, let's do uh Will Ospreay versus yeah. our like young and upcoming guy. What? That's three fourths of our budget. Yeah. <laughs> like, all right. Uh, well, let's, uh, let's fill the rest of this card out. Um, that said, um, do you want to run down the card or do you just want to highlight the stuff that you were really into? 
Um, well, I'll give a quick rundown of what all the matches were, and then we can kind of pick a pick sure. our spots. So we opened up Carl Fredericks and Reno Scum defeating the conglomerate. Uh, continued on Billy Starks defeating Dark Sheik and Shaza McKenzie. West Coast Wrecking Crew defeated the Righteous. AJ Gray went over Robert Martyr. Will Ospreay beat Tits Alexander. Levi <laughs> Shapiro beat JD Drake. Timothy Thatcher beat Kevin Blackwood. And Vinny Massaro defeated Biff Busick in the big main events. So I'm going to throw you a question for each of these matches, if that's cool. Yeah. Let's start with the first match. What do we do with the conglomerate moving forward? Because I started off not a big fan. I was like, let's give them, you know, the benefit of the doubt moving forward. I just haven't been impressed by them. And it just seems like a new trio comes in and beats the hell out of them. And it's more about just putting over the incoming talent than it is the actual in-house trio um what what do we do with them yeah the crowd the crowd seems to still respond when they come out they dig the entrance but i i don't see it i think you got to cut bait and try one or two of them solo or move on completely find a different direction it's it's not working it just feels like three dudes who are thrown together that's exactly what it's i mean Um, it's kind of in the name i suppose but right they seem like they're they're charismatic enough on their own. Mm-hmm. It's just as a group, it, they just they're not doing anything for me, dude. That said, Carl Fredericks <laughs> is the star of this match. Mm-hmm. Reno Scum are kind of like whatever, but dude, Carl Fredericks again. If you've listened to any of our shows, odds are you've heard us sing the gospel of Carl Fredericks or Clark Connors. So, um, let's move on to the next match. Um, Billy Starks defeated Dark Sheik and Shazam McKenzie. Mitch, uh, I'm going to leave this up to you to talk me off the ledge because I hated this match. What um, I don't understand is, is Billy just going to not be a heel everywhere right now? I'll do you one better. Why does Billy Starks have to be everywhere right now? Why could we have not done Dark Sheik versus Shazam McKenzie? Billy Starks, Shazam McKenzie was the worst match of Mania Weekend. Why are we ever putting them back in the same ring together? Yeah, I was I was not a fan of this either. I I don't know one of these three people who came out looking better after this match, and that's the worst thing I can say about any match, is that every single person was left worse off than when they entered it. I mean, you know my thoughts on Starks and Shaza, and mm-hmm. I think Dark Sheik is kind of whatever. I wouldn't bring any of them back after this match. Maybe Sheik, but dude, their offense looked pretty rough through the majority of the match. I hate to say it because I know I know you were so big on her coming over. I'm ready for Shaza McKenzie to leave the States. Yeah, I, I'm, I I'm expected done. more. I'm done. I, I've Which seen sucks. It, yeah, I've seen enough good things at a dark chic. I'm not ready to throw in the towel on her yet. Um, Shaza, I, I'm terrified of what's going to become with her and Frank the Clown and Warrior now. Like, I, I'm legitimately afraid for that. Um, yeah, it made me want to stop watching Warrior which we'll get to whenever we preview some shows in a minute. But yeah, dude, like Billy Starks isn't a finished product. She's not 18. Um, I don't know why we would fly her out to do this match. And again, it doesn't do anyone favors. I'm just, this was, this was weird. I expect this stuff out of prestige, not West coast. That's all I've got to say about that. Um, Next match, West coast wrecking crew defeated the righteous. Is West Coast Wrecking Crew the best tag team on the Indies right now? I think they've got to be 
top three at the very least. Who else do you I, have? I mean, like, it's... Violence is forever? I think I would have West Coast Wrecking Crew over Violence is forever. Agreed, yeah. Um, I mean, I guess you say the Briscoes because they're still out there, but, like... Well, yeah. That's, but that's, that yeah. seems weird, right? Like, that's... If we're uh, talking... That's where we... It's where we are, though. Yeah, if we're if we're talking true, like, yeah, I think I think West Coast Wrecking Crew gets gets the title. Just there's a weird state right now where people like the Briscoes are on the independents. So I yep. kind of got a nod to that, but otherwise, yeah, West West Coast Wrecking Crew are those dudes. What do you What do you think of the Righteous? Yeah, it's fine. I thought they were fine. Yeah, I. Don't know what to make of them yet, but they're fine. For some reason, I can't give up on Tyler Bateman. I don't know what it is. He's like, he's fine. I think he's definitely replacement level. Um, and I haven't seen anything out of him that really like blows the mm-hmm. doors away. But for some reason, I'm like, there's something to this dude. And credit to him for not sticking to deathmatch and going out there and mm. being technical and out there wrestling. I respect it. AJ Gray defeated Robert Martyr. Mitch, is Robert Martyr the prospect to keep your eye on in West Coast Pro? I don't think I'd go that far. Oh, I don't either. I'm just trying to get yeah. some hot takes. No, no, I, I can't give you a hot take on that one. Um, I'm not a big AJ Gray guy to begin with either. So yeah, this, this match really did nothing for me. I think AJ Gray's an awesome promo. Um, in ring, the people who really like him, really like him. And he definitely has an aura to him. I think Robert Martyr is really good. Oh, I think yeah. he's really good. And I think that he's going to turn into a legit dude. And the reason I ask that is because I think he's the only prospect on this card right now. Mm. I think everyone, I think everyone else is made, which brings us into our next match. Will Ospreay defeated Titus. Don't call me tits. Alexander. Is it just me? Or is it weird to see Will Ospreay and in a bingo hall, essentially? It feels weird at this point, right? It really is weird at this point. Like, he's like main event Tokyo Dome. Yeah. This is like... This is like if Okada rolled in to face Tits Alexander. Yeah. That's weird. That's weird. It's very weird. Um, that said, what did you think of the match? I really liked the match. Um, I thought Tits had another really strong showing. What this did make me immediately think of is looking back on the Blake Christian Osprey match and realizing just how high Will Osprey sets the bar in terms of his ability to elevate others, where like yeah. every single person that yeah. goes in the ring with Osprey looks like a million bucks. Like I came out of this was like, yeah, Tits is exactly what we thought he was off that first like first flash we got of him. This guy's awesome. Watch the Blake Christian. Match. I was like, oh yeah, there's definitely something there with Blake. This was a great like. Will Ospreay is that damn good at wrestling. I can't judge his opponent because I know he's going to make them look perfect. Right. Like, um, it, it is hard to kind of judge individual performances in a Will Ospreay match mm-hmm. just because Ospreay is amazing. Literally, probably the best wrestler alive. I, he is the um, best. He is going to be one of the greatest of all time. It's, yeah, it's not really yeah. debatable at this point. Um, I like the dynamic of this match mm-hmm. where Will Ospreay came out working as the bad guy, mm-hmm. but Titus Alexander is like the bad guy in the promotion, but the crowd was behind him because he was the local mm-hmm. guy. 
Osprey gets the win, and then afterwards, Titus grabs the microphone. The crowd's like, "Oh yeah, you did it! You almost beat Will Osprey!" And he's like, "F y'all, y'all <laughs> suck!" And just doubles down and goes like even more heel. His uh, ex tag team partner was it Starboy Charlie. Yep, comes out, which people were jazzed for. Oh yeah, <laughs> I couldn't care less, dude. I'm like, people were reacting like this was like, like they did the lights out thing for it. I know. And I was like, oh, what are we doing? Are we going to set up something cool with Tice? Nope. Starboy Charlie. Cool, cool, cool. That match will be whatever. It's fine. Um, it's an indie feud. How crazy is it that at the beginning of the year, we're like, because of a typo, we just started making fun of Tits Alexander. We might have to start putting some respect on the name of Titus Alexander. It's been five months. And I think he's going to be a dude by the end of the year. I would not be shocked if you see him on like dark tapings Mm -hmm. whenever they come to the West coast. He's good. He's really good. And he's not finished either. Oh no, far from it. But no, there's, there's something there for sure. It's I've, I've been enjoying a lot of the stuff we've seen out of him recently. Uh, I don't know if the same can be said for Levi Shapiro. I'm still out on that dude. Um, he got the miracle win defeating JD Drake. Uh, it, it's so weird to see an AEW guy lose clean on the indies. Um, even though JD Drake is like, you know, low card. Can you sell me on Levi Shapiro? Um, or is someone else going to have to do it? I think someone else is going to have to do it. All I see when I look at him is Chris Elliott. Like Mickey Aldridge, <laughs> that's that's all I see when I look at Levi Shapiro, and I can't <laughs> unsee it. And that's kind of what I feel like I'm watching in a wrestling match. Like it's yeah, I am very low on Levi Shapiro. I do not like him going over JD Drake. Want to make a Dr. Seuss rhyme, but I can't. Um, Wouldn't it? I, I swear, I thought we were heading towards J.D. Drake getting the win and eventually facing like Jacob Fatu or something like that in the main event because on paper, Fatu Drake isn't like a blow you away main event, but that's a damn good indie match. Um, so the fact that we're not going there, it kind of left me scratching my head. Can we talk about this next match without me burying Timothy Thatcher? Probably um, not. Tim Thatcher defeated Kevin Blackwood. Um, I, I knew going into this that Timothy Thatcher was going to make Kevin Blackwood look really bad. We've talked about it before, you know, last week, whenever we were talking about Zack Sabre, where it's like, whenever you wrestle Zack Sabre, you're going to have a Zack Sabre match. When you wrestle Tim Thatcher, you're going to be laying down on the mat and grappling most of the time. And it's not going to look great. I would just go off on a tangent about how I don't understand why people would pay this dude, but I'm going to give you the floor to say something about the match. Um, every time I watch him now, I get angry because there was a time where I was really high on him and for it to come that full circle and be this bad is frustrating. Um, and he pulled Blackwood into his orbit. That's the, like, Blackwood and JD Derek both lost tonight. That's that's a gut buster. Like, and you went with Levi Shapiro and Timothy Thatcher. I I don't know about that. Yeah, 
it's uh it's not great but what was great let's talk about this main event my dude no question for you this we're just going to be talking about the match Vinny Massaro defeated Biff Busick let's go <laughs> this match was rad what a high profile spot for Vinny Massaro too Biff Busick is a big deal coming back like <laughs> he has been I, showing out I literally don't know who books this promotion but I know it's not Vinny Massaro even though he gets all the big matches mm-hmm. like it's crazy like that Vinny Massaro is getting like the go-to matches like yeah. again like he got to face Ishii <laughs> like he's this fat italian dude (laughs) and like i was prepared to fully hate him whenever we started watching him and Mm -hmm. uh dude he's i drafted him last week yeah he is he's becoming one of my favorites on the indies and i did not see that coming at the beginning (laughs) of the year didn't see it coming no i if you didn't take him seriously yet this match will make you take him seriously. He was a badass in like, this match, that's dude. Just it. This is this was the moment where you go, "Oh right, there's there's some substance under this this charisma here. There's 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 some there's some meat in the spaghetti sauce. Like we're good." Fuck, that was a labored one. I tried. That was terrible. <laughs> the problem is hey, Italian man. food's all better when it's simple. Don't put meat in your spaghetti sauce. Classic marinara. Don't right. put stuff on your pizza. Just tomatoes. Just San Marzano's and mozza and basil. That's it. Like, uh-uh. simple. Nope. Nope. Strong disagree. I'm a pepperoni boy. Of course, you're American. That's... <laughs> listen. <laughs> listen. You guys cannot tell me how to do pizza. Pizza is, I mean, the traditional margarita, I get it. But yo, you can't beat pepperoni, dude. It's the best. So what it <laughs> let's let's get away from talking about this badass borderline four and a half star match. <laughs> what is Canadian pizza like? It's literally just American pizza, the same thing. Your stock delivery crap, yeah. But I didn't know if there's like no, there's papers. there's no real identity, like I guess. I don't think there's really anything that's like a signature Canadian one. It would just be like sausage and bacon and pepperoni probably or something like that with like green peppers and onions. But I'm pretty sure that's just like a deluxe in America. So yeah, that's like a meat lovers. Yeah, exactly. There's no real Canadian identity to, to pizza. So before we get back to the match, what's your favorite type of pizza? Oh, classic margarita. Absolutely. Thin crust, Neapolitan, Italian style. Yep. 100%. I was going to say, if you're a thick crust guy, we're going to have to... Uh, this is our final no. episode. No, I Chicago deep dish would come uh, come second for sure. I just That's not a thing in Canada at all. I, I haven't had it since the last time I was down in Chicago in 2009. Like, it's... I'll say this. Next time you're in Chicago, do Chicago tavern style, which is like a thin crust, like square cut. Yeah. You'll love it. So it's superior. It's so good. Shout out to Detroit style. Criminally underrated. Anyway, Vinny Massaro, Biff Busick went out there and just killed it. These dudes, both guys are super mm-hmm. physical. The crowd was really into it. And honestly, this main event needed to deliver. Yes. This, this show, it had Osprey and Alexander, mm-hmm. but that was like halfway through the show. We had two basic dud matches before this. It, it came through. Mm-hmm. And honestly, now that we're into like match of the week territory, 
I think it's my match of the week. Yeah, I I mean there have been some good good matches on Super Juniors for sure, but this this match had a lot more meaning to it and impact that it needed to have. So yeah, I think it's I think it's my match of the week too. Shout out to uh Despy and Yuta. Oh yeah. That one that was really good. I thoroughly enjoyed that. It's cool when we agree on match of the week. That makes this a lot easier. Not that there's like trophies that we mail out <laughs> or anything. All right. So you want to break down what's coming up this week because it's crazy. Oh, hold on to your hats. There is a lot of stuff coming up. So on Dynamite this week, we have the Ring of Honor Tag Team Championships being defended FTR against Rapongi Vice. Let's go. Trent and Rocky. We're yes. back at it. Then uh, I suppose there could even be an ROH match on Friday's Rampage. We don't know yet. That'll probably... There's actually, like, there's, a, there's a match on uh, the women's title match on yeah, Dark on Dark. Tonight. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we might we might cover that too, but I have a feeling it's going to be a squash. Yeah, if it's if it's more than five minutes, it maybe it'll be worth looking into, but it's probably going to be a two or three minute squash like most of them. Um, Friday, Black Label Pro putting on Always yeah. on Black with a deceptively good card. We I only put down the good matches in the show notes. Yeah, no, that, that's fine. But there's there's five ma- there's six matches on here. That's yeah. six good matches on an indie. And that's coming from me. Day. I'm I'm a hard grader. Yeah, so we've got you know on the big ones, we got Nick Wayne and Tits Alexander, Filthy Tom against Jordan Oliver. Let's see. I again I'm happy to see Jordan Oliver outside of GCW. Me too. I Let's mean, go. I Let's see. Continue to build that profile, my dude. Absolutely. We get uh, Young Lions, oh. Carl Fredericks and Yuya Uemura against Violence is Forever. That match is going to bring some blood. Um, we've got Speedball Mike Bailey <laughs> against Cole Radrick, but we'll see. Cole's trying to branch out. This is a shot to do it. If you can't, I mean, it, we said we said the yeah. same thing about big block letters Akira, not Francisco yeah. Akira, but, but Akira. Yeah. Um, I I liked him. Yep, absolutely. So let's hardcore, let's give so. Cole a Cole a fair shot to to show that. Um, in a I, GCW, match. I can't believe this is on a BLP show. Super crazy against Joey Janela. Um, yeah, that's that's game that, that changer. Is a GCW match. Um, and then the main event, fantastic. Davy Richards against Anthony Green. Let's go. Yes, please. So Jake something forfeited the title and is now facing PCO for that title. So that makes me wonder if something fell through or if Jake something going to ROH AEW is kind of like on the back burner. Uh, it's very odd. That it's is very odd. That's, I don't know what to make of that right now. Um, anyways, other shows we got going on. Sorry. Hold on to your hats. Cause it doesn't stop. We've got Warrior Wrestling on Saturday night. Warrior Wrestling 22. Um, not their strongest card by any stretch of the imagination. I would downright call it a bad card, if I'm being honest. Um, it's got Will Ospreay and Davey Richards. That's that's the big draw to the show. Um, yeah. In all honesty, I think Athena versus Janae Kai could actually be a pretty darn entertaining match. That should one be should be solid. Um there's a young line match, which will be good because it's two young lines, but you can see that any given week on New Japan Strong, so it's nothing Strong. special. And that's kind of it. 
Yeah, I was bummed, dude. Whenever I saw that Warrior was coming to my neck of the woods, I was like, yes. let's go. Oh, Osprey versus Richards. Let's go. But this is mostly St. Louis talent um, yeah. that they're fine and that you can see anytime in Glory Pro. Yep. There's some people on this card that are fine. Like yep. Outlaw is fine. Um, mm-hmm. That You look up and down the card and it's like it's a bunch of people who are decent. Yeah. Um, we talked about Warrior a little bit whenever we mentioned Frank the Clown. I do not like the trajectory that Warrior's on. I think they need to stay in Chicago. Yeah. Um, this traveling thing, I'm sure it's been profitable for them, but dude, they need to stay put and book the same consistent talent. It's kind of cool to have some indie, like Indiana talent. It's kind of cool to have some St. Louis talent, but you can already see those people elsewhere. So it's not it's not all that special. I don't know. It feels weird to have a touring indie like that, and they're just showcasing talent that I would have a hard time selling this show to people mm-hmm. on fight. Like that's that's a hard ask to pay that entire amount just to see Osprey Richards. So I don't know if we'll end up reviewing the whole show. Most likely, it's going to be that match. Yeah. Maybe comment on some stuff that we liked, but between Super Juniors and everything else that's going on. This is a really easy card to skip. And I never thought I would say that about Warrior. It's bizarre. Neither neither did I. Um, kind of continuing that trend of, you know, one or two match shows. Uh, Prestige Roseland 3 running a two-night show. Um, night one, Alex Shelley fights Tom Lawler in a non-title match. Um, Coward, put the title on the line. The, the, big, the, the big matches here are C4 against Violence is Forever for the tag titles. Um, And honestly, one to look out for, the match I'm actually looking forward to on the card, is Mayu Yamashita and Masa Slamovich. I I think that may... Yeah, that's probably the match. That will be the match of the show, I think. Um, And then, I mean, there's other stuff that's fine. I mean, if you're Jacob Fatu first and him and Busek is cool, but I'm I'm not a Fatu guy, so... I mean, it should be fine. Again, like... Prestige was, you know, whenever Roseland 2 came out, we were like, oh my God, is this yeah. a new indie promotion to look at? And th- it's just been terrible. Um, so the fact that they're going back to Roseland for a two night show, it's cool. They're bringing in some, you know, Japanese female wrestlers, the Joshi. Um, I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm very hesitant on this. Especially the two night thing, dude. Yeah, that's night, that's a hard ask. Night two it's doesn't a busy look, weekend look any better. Night two going up against double or nothing, like yeah, that's already ballsy. you're setting yourself up for failure. Your big title match is Alex Shelley and Van Bandito, which should be should be that could be good. match of the week. That, could, that be, could actually be a match of the year candidate. I mean, it could be absolutely phenomenal um, with that crowd. It could also be just kind of okay. Fine. They're very capable of producing a just fine match. Um, I mean, Makito and Yamashita fight each other because you brought them both all the way over from Japan. Well, you didn't bring them over from Japan. They were coming anyways, I'm sure. <laughs> but, like, you got well, them f- from Japan and are just doing them against each other. All this right. might upset some people, but it, I'm not the biggest Maki Ito guy. Once you see her match and, like, you know, she's, like, the evil pop star thing, like, you know, she does the 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 crying spot and, you know, the, throws the temper tantrums and that stuff can be fun. But if you watch her consistently, that stuff gets old. I mean, it's 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 a get your shit in match. It's what it is. Yeah. 
spots. Yeah, it's just it's the same spots. Um, that said, that match should be rad. The the rest of the card kind of sucks. Yep, I, that's prestige. Yeah, that's... That, there's just there's not a big enough scene to have multiple high profile West Coast promotions, mm-hmm. and like really just justifying two nights and their production value is not the best. Like. I don't know. I'm really pumping the brakes on prestige from where we were. You're going two nights against an AEW pay-per-view as an independent promotion. 99% of your audience is watching that pay-per-view. And who knows if it's making it to IWTV. Yeah. Like they just uploaded a match or a a card from like over a month ago. But that there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff running this weekend. Yeah. So there's no wrong way to go. I would definitely check out fight and IWTV for what's coming up. And I can confirm PCO is defending the title against Jake something coming up very soon. So all right. It's weird. It's very weird. It's weird. Dude, I'm so psyched for double or nothing. Oh my god. I know we're an indie podcast and like the build. Tony Khan doesn't really do awesome builds for his pay-per-views, uh, which is kind of a bummer. But dude, that card is gonna be sick. Punk versus hanger. Let's go. Any uh, any crazy double or nothing predictions before we scoot? I don't know who the big appearance would be. Claudio? I guess after the swerve with uh, with it being the wrong Johnny on, on Wednesday when... Oh, the Garganos? Like, yeah. I mean, not, I meant like even, even Claudio, because originally when you see Samoa Joe and Joker, your mind's going to go to Claudio first. Then they swerve us with Johnny Elite and have it be the wrong Johnny Elite. And then like Claudio could could show up. The question is just does Samoa Joe have that much? I guess he'll have the Owen finals. So the Owen tournament has basically been like a fuck you to NXT, where it's just like, here's a bunch of your talent that you didn't book right. We're mm-hmm. booking them right now. And what better way than doing Samoa Joe versus Adam Cole to honor it's a super fun weekend for wrestling. Uh, we highly recommend doing the new Japan subscription, even if it's just for the month mm-hmm. from here on out, best of super juniors is going to be rad, but um, it's really cool that AEW pay-per-views have kind of become like mini destinations mm-hmm. for indie shows. But yeah, anyway, that's the show. I'm Jake. I'm Mitch. This has been the bingo hall boys. See y'all next week. Go watch some Japanese wrestling. It'll be good. Yeah.